1: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your host, Adam Force. Thank you for joining the Change Creator Podcast Show, where we talk about social entrepreneurship and business. Uh, today, we're going to be talking to Yannick Silver. And Yannick was actually someone that um, one of the folks I spoke to that actually interviewed me, uh, connected me to, Um, you know, how that networking game goes. And he's a really cool guy and he's doing a lot of amazing work. He is a true marketing and sales uh, expert and has started several businesses. And today he is running Evolved Enterprise, But also, um, he is the founder of Maverick 1000, which is a a private invitation-only global network of top entrepreneurs and industry leaders. They get together and they do these really cool retreats. It includes people like Tony Hawk and Tim Ferriss and Russell Simmons, Richard Branson, all the big names, you name it. They join this retreat um, and they do a lot of cool work and discussion so evolved enterprise is a more recent initiative that uh, yannick is pursuing and his tagline is you know redefining how business is played and you know we love that idea obviously at change creator we're talking about redefining the role of business in the world today um and you know so we're very like-minded and we love the mission that he's pursuing and and recently he launched a really cool campaign where he has his his new book evolved enterprise um packed up in this limited edition package and so they created this really cool campaign and they helped uh lift an entire village out of poverty um, and now they're doing a second push to help even more people so they have a lot of cool goals and they put meaning behind uh, the the purchase so the purchase is not only just a great book but that has meaning in itself to help you um, pursue a path and a life that you are feeling good about and get a sense of fulfillment uh, from so we're gonna dive into that conversation in just a minute A few quick updates on our end. We've got our next edition of the magazine coming out with Dale Partridge. He was the founder of Sevenly and about a dozen other companies that became multi-million dollar businesses. If anything, Dale knows how to get a business off the ground and make it work. He builds the systems, the processes, and knows how to get in touch with the audiences. So we dive into those discussions with Dale because today he's running Startup Camp. And this is what he does. He helps people start their businesses. I mean, this is what he is really good at. So we're going to dive into that conversation. and We're going to share his insights and strategies for um, the May edition of the magazine. So keep an eye out. Um, You can also keep an eye out for some changes coming down the pipeline. We're going to be doing some updates to the magazine structure and flow of the content. Um, And, you know, it's going to be really exciting. And we're also going to be offering it as a... um, a option to read on the desktop computer finally which is going to be exciting for people so keep an eye out guys updates are coming and uh, without further ado we're going to jump into this conversation with yannick stop by the itunes store and leave us a review for the podcast guys it's really helpful and for the magazine um, you know if you haven't signed up yet get get subscribed and be sure you start your one month free trial check it out all right let's go jump into this conversation Hey, Yannick, thanks for joining the Change Creator Podcast Show. How you doing today, man?
0: What's up, Adam? Yeah, good.
1: Awesome, awesome. Um, listen, I'm excited to chat. you got just so much uh, incredible experience and lots of interesting stories. So um, looking forward to diving in. Um, you know, one of the things I'm really interested in, in hearing a little bit more about, just to kick things off, I like to always dive into a little background. Um, I noticed in your latest book, uh, Evolving Enterprise, that you have been inspired by Jay Abraham, who's you know a pretty inspirational uh, marketing guru, and I'm just curious, just you know what that was about. If you could tell me a little background of how he inspired you and what what really connected with you there.
0: Yeah, so uh, so my background, uh, just you know, real briefly, is our my my parents came over from Russia when I was three, and my dad ended up starting a medical equipment sales and service company. And what happened was. I ended up essentially telemarketing when I was 14 and 16 I was out on the road cold calling on doctors and one of the doctors who I actually uh sold an entire entire set of of equipment to uh he had just been to a a Jay Abraham conference and uh and so he had he he spent like five thousand dollars to go to this event and he's like hey would your dad ever send you to this I'm like no hell no he's like (laughs) Okay, but you know, here's this tape, and it's like a tape with him and Tony Robbins talking about optimization. Yeah, and and, um, and so I just like was just so amazed by this. I was just like, I was like, wow, this is really intriguing. It's like the first time I had ever been exposed to to this kind of thinking on marketing and direct response marketing, and I was just blown away. And I would just listen to this audio tape over and over and over again. And so Jay was definitely one of the first people that I learned from. Got a great foundational education on marketing and how to think differently.
1: Well, what's, does anything stand out about what he, that tape was talking about that really just kind of clicked with you? Like what, what was it that really intrigued you there?
0: Well, just some of his philosophies, um, uh, uh, you know, just he hit one of his biggest things was he called them host beneficiary relationships. Yeah. And, and it was this idea of, okay, who else has your customer before you do or after you do? And how do you work deals with them that are that are a win win for for everyone? So, mm. in, in case um, you know, I was working with doctors. So, one really good kind of relationship that I built was an attorney who worked with doctors to set up what are called ambulatory surgery centers. Yeah. And I remember these surgery centers because they needed. So that that was the opportunity for the doctors to actually perform surgery in an accredited facility. That they would not only get the fee for the surgery, but they would get the uh, they, would, they would get the uh, facility fee as well. So there's yeah. two different fees they could bill for. It. And in order to do that, they also needed a package of equipment. So. Uh, I remember befriending this attorney and it was a good deal for him because it helped him because he could just turn to me and say, Hey, go, go talk to this guy who has an entire package. And we also had like used equipment in a bundle for this surgery center, that was accredited use equipment. And, uh, and we just put it together and it was, you know, some of my best flow of new customers because I didn't have to do anything yeah. except yeah. buy them a great, you know, a, a good package of equipment that they really needed.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, and, and I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is now when you started listening to Jay Abraham, this is where you start applying his practice practices to your father's business. That was the physician business, right? And you started ramping that up with the use of these, uh, the long form sales letter. Is that, is that accurate?
0: Yeah, exactly. So it was, you know, not just Jay at that point, I had gotten inspired by, you know, a mentor who I had listened to on audio tape, which is Earl Nightingale and one of his, uh, kind of precepts was you you can essentially become an expert in any subject you want by studying for one hour a day uh for three years or or one hour a day for five years and become a world-class expert and i'm like well what happens if you do it for two hours a day or you know three hours a day And, and i was just enthralled by this idea of could i write something and have people doctors in this case raise their hands and and be interested in what i was selling and so i would be studying Guys like Joe Sugarman and John Capels and David Ogilvy and Dan Kennedy and you know you name it. Just yeah. you know learning from from that part and then applying it to my dad's business. My dad would look at these ads, you know, these big full page ads. He's like, hey, you know, old school Russian immigrant. He's like, ah, who's, who's going to read all this? <laughs> I'm like, well, let's just, let's just try it and see what happens. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it really revolutionized his
1: business for sure. That's pretty cool. And so, do you? How do you see then? I guess there's a lot in between, but I'm just curious to jump to this real quick, which is um, I, I, don't, I don't recall exactly how long ago that was, but um, how has marketing, I guess, evolved um, since then and, and how has it changed for you now? Meaning do you still do long sales letter type for landing pages or other opportunities or has it really changed a lot in your approach?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So to me, the fundamentals never change, right? Because we're still marketing and selling to people uh what worked i mean i would study material that worked 100 150 years ago because it those same those same drivers are are exactly the exact same today yeah, yeah and right. and so it's simply the way that we how do we approach people so if it's online which is a lot of the the sales channel today uh then it's yeah we're still using we're still using compelling copy and you have to use a benefit in the headline or whatever it, is equated to the headline. So if it's, uh, you know, the the email subject line is the headline. If it's the first sentence that you say in a a video, like all of that is the, is the same. The formulas are the same. And it's just, how do we, how do we put it out there? And I I think where people do fall off, uh, kind of fall off the cliff here is that they were like, well, you know, what worked in 2000 uh, or what's going to work in 2016 is not the same as what worked in 19... 90 yeah, right. you know 1920 and and that's that's not the case it's just how do you take those fundamentals and, and apply them and without also being without being cheesy and without being over the top because i do think that there's a level of uh sophistication that the marketplace has for pretty much all all markets right now so if, if you're relying on it, and this kind of goes back to you know you know you mentioned the evolved enterprise so this idea of transparency and and truth like that that's the new currency i believe yeah and, and so a lot of times marketing when it was done with uh i don't know a little bit of a maybe a lot of a shade of gray in some cases where there's fake scarcity and there's um you know the aspects of stretching the truth like that, today is, is not going to be, you, you won't be able to get away with that because of the transparency and the interconnectedness of everyone online. And, you know, you'll see stuff, I mean, like, like Volkswagen is a great example, right? Like they to try to fake their, their results for, uh, for their emissions testing and and they, they got found out and then harshly, harshly punished and as well as they should. So if you're doing things like that you're you're going to get found out eventually and usually it's sooner than later. So so it does bring about an opportunity to be even more truthful in your marketing and even more transparent and that that that's probably where the biggest changes have been.
1: Yeah, I think it's a common expectation today especially as, you know, the technology has evolved to to open the doors for transparency much more. So uh, you know, I've always learned, I never lie, because sooner or later, it comes back around. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, it's a lot easier to remember the truth, too.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, So you've had a lot of learnings that kind of brought you to where you are today um, in not just success as people define traditionally, you know, money and all these things, but just mindset. It brought you to, um, you know, with the, uh, the changes in how you approach business, um, which is what your book is really about. Um, what are some of the learnings that maybe you can highlight for people that you felt like really triggered um, a, a shift in your thinking?
0: Well, the you know for the newest one, the that Enterprise, it's it's all about how business can be the greatest difference maker in the world and how it can make that that impact. And how do we when we do align with that impact, it gets our team bought into something even bigger. It gets uh, your customers wanting to buy even more from you. Uh, it gets you you yourself as the founder CEO. Uh, you're you're just. You know, fully aligned. I call it your your head, your heart, your higher purpose and and, and your your happy child, right? Like all of those are aligned in such a deep way that uh, that that you're more engaged. And it's not just a, a nine to five. I mean from entrepreneurs, it's usually not a nine to five anyway. but it's not just a compartmentalized thing. it's it's you're totally meshed into into what we're doing. and And so that's probably been you know a a change, I think in my philosophy is, is how do you put your full, everything that you've got into it? And, and how does that show up? I I think of like your business almost as uh, uh, a piece of art, right? Like it's, it's like you have a blank canvas and how do you put the most elegant business model and aspects of, of yourself and and the unique way that you want to express what you're doing. And you can even go back to like what you love to do as a kid and, and start incorporating some of those into your business as well. So there's a lot of things that, that you can kind of add to this this canvas. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so I guess I'm I'm curious. Then you know, as, as these changes start occurring, um, you you have this business, uh, Maverick One Thousand. So let's just chat about that for a minute. Uh, how long ago did that start? I, I don't recall.
0: Yeah, it was about about nine years ago now, and it's it's actually evolved. Where it originally was just called Maverick Business Adventures, where I'd just do these adventure trips for entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and what, what was the reason for the name change?
0: Uh, well, so the original reason of even starting it was I kind of looked at where I was. I was. I was in the digital marketing space and doing real well, making a lot of money, had a great reputation, which isn't that easy there. And then, yeah. um, you know, outside looking in, everything was sort of sort of perfect. But if I asked myself, you know, am I happy? And then even more, I asked myself, you know, 10 years from now, is this what I want to be doing? And the answer was no. And so my journal, I started just jotting down all these thoughts and ideas of what I really wanted to do, and how to combine everything I, I loved, and that was working with entrepreneurs, going on cool, amazing trips, having some sort of charity component, and and then growing growing our businesses in that way, and and so that turned into Maverick Business Adventures, which then proceeded to you know it was a completely different business than my publishing company, and ended up about four hundred thousand dollars in. My wife's like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> and you know, the answer was I'm not totally sure. <laughs> yeah. There's there, So the, the essence of it has never changed, but the expression of it changed. And that's when I decided you know to change the name to Maverick One Thousand because it, it changed to more of a of a collective network. And this idea now has really evolved to what I would say is It's this notion of, can we light a thousand suns? Who can each light another thousand suns? And and to me, like a sun is a total universe creator. So it's someone that that either has a big voice in the entrepreneurial space already or has a world-class capability or is an industry leader and wants to um, be a lighthouse back to their industry.
1: Yeah, yeah that's yeah, pretty cool and and I guess how did you uh, start getting people involved in that so were you how well established were you as in the business world at the time when you started and you started bringing in some more established names meaning this is like an invite only type of uh, program and you're bringing in people that are you know very successful in their business and life um, why would they want to do this with you
0: well I mean every everything starts somewhere right so so for me uh, I think uh, just like actually, when I started my very first publishing company, you kind of start where where you are. You kind of you kind of bloom where you're planted. And so for me, my very first publishing company was I, I was working with doctors already. Yeah. So I had my first publishing deal was um, helping dermatologists get more cosmetic patients because I had been doing that on the side to with a few of them. And and so for this one, when I started Maverick, it was people in my in my network already. So I had a lot of, a lot of people in the online space, the digital marketing space and, and those are the first people that, that attended the events and, and came to, to see what we're doing. And now, you know as, as it's grown as we've been able to bring in more participating icons and, and just really got clear on on what it is and who we're serving, it's 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 grown from there where it's not just one industry represented we have about 90 some industries as part of the group but but it's all you know it's it's all it's all this evolution and it, it continues from there
1: yeah, so it's kind of, you know, I, I hear people throw around the, the term stacking success, so it's kind of starting and then taking step by step and building on that each little success as you go. And I mean, now you have the Richard Bransons of the world, Tim Ferriss, even Tony Hawk, you know, <laughs> some really pretty cool icons, um, and, you know, anybody that wants to can obviously check out the website and see what Yannick has going on over at maverick1000.com.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it, it is, you know, like you said, stacking, right? It's, uh, it, it's, there, there's different ways of connecting to the, those icons and, and quote unquote celebrities. But what I found is you, you can't be, you can't be fake about it. Like the, the best relationships that I've built over, over time with, with the ones who continue being part of what we're doing is really because of the reason that, that they care about making the world a better place. Mm -hmm. And, and so they know that we're aligned in that way because we're, we're using entrepreneurial thinking and, and these business minds to, to help in some way.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and obviously with the business that I'm operating now with Change Creator, that's something I love to hear: is try to find and 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 connect with people that are, have a, their mind in the right place. And usually, the people who are sustainably successful, they are out to do something impactful for the world. It's not it's not necessarily a mission of you know I want to make a lot of money and drive fancy cars. I think just like yourself, people find out very quickly that they're that may be fun and part of being successful, but it's not the the whole picture and it's you, you'd have a big gap. Um, if that, if that was the case.
0: Yeah. I mean, my, my friends and I, I've, I've posed this question to them so many times and, and we haven't figured out which way is first or, or which, if you need to do the the material thing first and then figure out that there's really not much there. Right. Because I remember I, I really wanted a Rolex watch way back and I got a Rolex watch and, and I'm like, eh, not that exciting. And, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then you can keep going down that path, right? Like the getting a fancier and fancier car, you can go, you know, bigger and bigger house or multiple houses or whatever it is. And some people do continue on that path for a long time. Sure. And, and because that gives them their, I don't know. It just gives, gives them yeah, Yeah, exactly. It gives them a, a meaning, which, which isn't a very real meaningful meaning, but it's, it's something. And it's something that they're pursuing, but, but when they, but, if they actually do stop and take a look at it, it's it's to me like your your world changes from the people that you meet, the the material and books that you study and uh, and the experiences that you have. and And none of those require you know the the fancy watches or the fancy cars or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, and you know, like a lot of people talk about how entrepreneurs, you know, they have this deep desire for, you know, freedom, obviously, you know, getting out, you don't want to work for someone else kind of thing, and, and just being flexible with your life and things like that. <clears throat> and I'm just curious if, you know, how do, how might you define freedom? Um, you know, you've, you've had the money, but you've also had this shift towards doing more meaningful work and, and trying to, you know, create more people who are doing more meaningful work. So is freedom the ability to buy whatever you want? Is freedom, um, you know, I, I guess I'm just curious on what your position is on what that means to entrepreneurs exactly. And maybe it's different for everybody. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I think to me, freedom is the opportunity to, to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want, essentially. And, and so that means, you know, projects that you want to work on, not wake up in the morning and be like, ah, shit, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm not excited about what, what's going on in my day uh, or, or who I have to sort of report to or, or work with or to make this thing happen and not being beholden to, to money. Like, so, you know, I don't, want, I don't want anyone listening to this to get the wrong impression. Like, to me, money is, money is important, but it's only important for the things that, that money can do.
1: Well, exactly, it's, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, to me, money is an amplifier of who you are, right? Like if you're, exactly. if you're a generous, abundant person, then it, it it amplifies that. And and if you're not, it gives you more opportunity to, to not be that person. <laughs>
1: yeah, right, right. Well, I, mean, I always say, you know, money is not the mission. It's a resource that helps make the mission possible. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's good.
1: Um, yeah, so I, I'd like to just start diving into... Some of your marketing expertise i mean you've accomplished a lot you've done a lot of different things um and you know we were talking here on this show we have people listening that are either established social entrepreneurs and they're trying to build up their teams and figure out how to scale um you know their their businesses to impact more people um and also a lot of people who are you know working jobs and they're doing this side hustle and they're trying to figure out how do I get the first thousand core customers? How do I get that first spurt of growth? you know and yeah, I've been hearing a lot, and I think like anybody who's awake in the entrepreneurial world today that they have this idea of growth hacking right combining engineering and marketing, and that kind of is like what led me to ask you about the evolution of marketing um, so I just want to talk a little bit about your perspective on you're a new entrepreneur, you're trying to scale up. Um, I guess what kind of like steps, like if you were mentoring somebody, what kind of things would you start exploring with them to figure out, um, how to, to, to boost their business? Like what what do people start looking for in the marketing world?
0: Sure. Uh, well, one thing is, is really in, in mindset. And, and I see this with, uh, you mentioned social entrepreneurs is this mistaken notion that Okay, just because we're doing something good, that people should be beating a path down to, you know, beating our, our, our door down essentially. Yeah, and and that's not the case. Like you still have to do all the all the good marketing pieces, but when you when you combine that with with the impact side, it actually accelerates what you're doing, which is which is where it gets really exciting. So not not you know believing this mistaken notion of oh well if I'm good or you know if we're just doing good, then people are going to find us. Nice and, Spread the word. That that becomes that's the bonus part of of what you do. So so you still have to have good marketing. So that also means, you know, not being uh, not not being like like freaked out about selling, like asking for for the sale. Yeah. So I, I believe that you have to put your not only your your full heart and soul into what you're delivering and the impact that you're providing, but but actually authentically inviting people to be part of, of this mission in some way. And, and that's the way you can frame it as well is that they're part of something bigger and and that, and by purchasing that they, they get to be part of that. And, um, and then, and then, you know, asking for the sale, which also means, you know, having good headlines, they don't have to be over the top cheesy headlines or whatever it is, but, but having, you know, having good direct, benefit-driven uh, calls to action and, and things to get them excited and, and create that attention and awareness yeah. so, so you have to have all, all those basic pieces and, and I think a lot of people miss those um, other parts where I really like to to work on is is providing making sure that every time that we're providing an offer or we're doing something that there's a good reason why so, I- explaining what is the reason why we're we're doing something. So, if there's a special deal or a special offer, like why, why, why is that going on, and why is that, why is that important? And I remember, you know, we we've had different sales that we've done over the years, and one of them was like the Save yonix Marriage Sale, and it was like this of, of me down in the basement with all these boxes, like I was like stacked like waist high in boxes, and. And it's kind of tongue-in-cheek about, you know, Savionic's marriage because his wife, Missy, is going to be really pissed and, and, and divorce him because, uh, because he has this big messy, uh, m- messy uh, closet full of all these uh, products that were sort of scratch and dents. But, you know, it, it works, and, it was, and it, was, it was true, and not the divorce part, but, but my wife was, was pretty pissed that we had all that stuff and it accumulated. So, you know, doing things like that, like, and then also being, being real, so that's one of the benefits when you're, especially when you're small and you can continue as you get bigger and bigger, but, but letting people see that there's a real person behind, uh, behind the business and, um, and you know, making it so that they're transacting with, with the real, with another person and not just yeah, a yeah, yeah. corporation.
1: Yeah. I think that's big too. And not enough people do it. They want to see the face behind the brand for sure. Uh, and, you know, with Facebook Live and Instagram stories, that's all becoming more and more popular. So I guess it's just about getting out of your comfort zone a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's, it's you, you have to, you gotta, you gotta do it. And and then also not getting so enamored, like, so, you know, Adam, you brought up Facebook Live and Instagram and, and all this. like, there's so many ways of getting your message out there that I think a lot of people get stuck on that there are so many ways. Yeah and they they kind of do all of them, but they don't do any of them well. Um, so w- when I was building our our publishing side of things, I only really did like three things really well. worked with worked with affiliates, had good content that we put out there, and um, you know made sure to to really over deliver and and try to engineer some ways that 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 uh, customers would, would share what they bought or something like that. So there's there wasn't that much that we really did. So you don't have to you don't have to do all of them,
1: right? I guess if you do some like a one channel really well, you're getting your story out there. If you do it well, then people are probably more inclined to talk about it, which become marketers for you. Yeah,
0: and, and you can engineer some of that, right? Especially with, uh, you know, what I talk about an involved enterprise is one of the aspects I call community code 2.0. Mm-hmm. Is How do you build this tribe of, of brand advocates and essentially zealots who want to spread the message for you? And that comes with trans, uh, really transforming their identity and, and helping them become, uh, become part of your team and part of your mission. And, uh, and it starts with, uh, you know, the minute they, they hit your website and especially when, you know, like the thank you page, like not, not just thinking of that as kind of a throwaway real estate, it's really important. And how do we, how do we turn that into something that we can then maybe engineer for growth? Like, um, there's a a company, uh, I think it's uncommon goods, their mail order company and online kind of e-commerce and on their thank you page, they say it's kind of like a surprise bonus. They'll say, you know, you will will donate a dollar from your order um, to any of these. I think there's like six of these charities. You just select which one, and so you select it. You know, it's it's free. Like you're they're not asking you for a dollar. Yeah, uh, they're doing it. And then on the thank you page of that uh, is, hey, if you share what you just bought or share, I forgot what it is what they're you're sharing. It's, so sharing via Facebook or Twitter, yeah. um, they'll donate another dollar. So this is like a combination of marketing acceleration and that, you know, that impact and, and some of the mission stuff, which is really exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's interesting. And, and I think that's a, a big miss on a lot of people is really looking at those sequences and the different pages and, and actually optimizing them and that kind of leads me into my next um, topic that I want to discuss, which is, you know, as you studied from all these marketers, you talked about having the right headlines and all these things. So have you really delved into, and I think this is when you were saying like there's fundamentals that last forever. Is that along the lines of, you know, the power of, like, like the psychology of influence and tr- psychological psychological triggers and, you know, those types of things that you should probably understand in order to make sure you're resonating and triggering uh, people in certain ways. Does that fall into to that area?
0: Yeah, that totally does. I mean, there's a book called Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion written yeah. by Robert Cialdini, which is from the, I want to say early 90s. Yeah. Um, I've probably read that, you know, nine times over the years and and (laughs) I just love that book. And, um, he actually has a new one called Presuasion, which I haven't, I haven't gone all the way through yet.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that one. I did see the other one. I've read that.
0: Yeah. So that one's really, really great. And, and it's just like, uh, you know, just like the force, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You can use it either for good or for, for evil. And, but it's, it's like. You you want to understand it, and then and then how do we apply it in a way that that is going to be driving our mission and driving our impact?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, I found that stuff to be pretty impressive. I heard other people kind of talk about that book, and um, yeah, I, you know what really inspired me actually is I was watching a film with David Blaine. You know him. Mm-hmm. And I was Good. like, how is he doing these things? And I met someone that actually knows him because he lived next door. And this was uh-huh. years ago. And he would do all these tricks. He's like, his whole art is about making the magic actually real by using the power of suggestion. And he will read you right when he meets you. And he will say and use his body language to get re- like, the reactions and responses that he needs from you. So he just learned how to master that craft. And that just made me start thinking. I was like, not, you know, it totally makes sense. Same thing. Just trying to understand how to get those triggers, and um, it's a powerful art if you can master it.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's super powerful. It's like uh, it's one of those skills that continues to serve you over and over again, and and so you know, especially if you're looking at okay, where should I invest my time to to learn like what what skills, uh, something that's not not built on quicksand is going to go away. Like those fundamentals stay. It's like, you know, personal development any anything around there, really anything that you can dive deeper into knowing yourself and, and awareness there, like all those really work, the, this, this persuasion and influence, um, I would put copywriting up on there. Not necessarily that you have to be a master copywriter, but to know it a, so you can, you know, recommend it and know, uh, in, in your company when you, when you have something that's worthwhile, but even, even to do it yourself in some cases, because it is a highly leveraged skill, because I can put up something on a webpage that would be seen by thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. And I'm not making like, you know, it's an opportunity for me to make the same presentation over and over again without having to do it in person.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I want to be respectful of your time, and the last thing I just want to bring up is what um, what might you call out, uh, or do you feel, is your greatest marketing success? Or maybe general, just your greatest success, and can you just talk a little bit about what that might be, and, and why, and what made it such a success?
0: Uh, that's an interesting question. I... I don't feel like I've even hit, uh, my, my greatest success yet. So, so I feel like there's, there's still a lot, a lot more left to, to write in the, in the book.
1: <laughs> All but, I put you on the spot because I know you've, yeah. you've done a lot of things. So I, was, I thought maybe something might pop out for you. <laughs> yeah.
0: But if I was, you know, if I was looking at, you know, what, what has, what has worked in, in, in a big way, um, it would probably be creating, creating brands that, that people really resonate with and, and have, continue to, to work year after year. So one in particular that I can think of is called the underground. Mm -hmm. And it was something that we created, uh, it's been about 11, 12 years back now. And it was, it was designed. I mean, one of the things I, I I talked to a lot of, a lot of new entrepreneurs about is, is finding and creating the hook. And one of the ways to create this hook, uh, is, is going the opposite direction of, of everybody else. And so at this point in time, there was a lot of internet conferences out there and there were pretty much all the exact same people that were up on stage and they're all basically selling how to make money online. Um, yeah. and that was how they were making their money was selling how to make money online. Yeah. So one of my friends, you know, we were talking about this and literally in a bar on the back of a Delta boarding stub, I, I had made a list of, of people who were, who were, you know, actually doing it and, and maybe would want to share what they were doing. And that that created the underground, and so it was also a very experiential conference where, where there's a lot of there's a spy theme and and just a lot of fun. There, you know, there's a briefcase that you open up with your material inside there, and and people had like sunglasses, so it was it was a lot of fun. So a lot of pieces that continue to develop into what is now Maverick, and a lot of things we do with the experience. But underground was a very successful brand that and that, that ran as uh, sold out conferences for over a decade,
1: yeah. and
0: now we've revamped it with a uh, with a licensing partner, who's a Maverick member.
1: Very cool. Sounds great. Yeah, yes, that's uh, that's great. So I think that's all I got for you. And you know, like I said, I want to respect the time. So we'll wrap up. And I just want to give a chance, you know, how do people, you know, learn more about what you're doing, find your book, like you want to throw out a couple shout-outs for some of your websites and stuff, that would be great.
0: Yeah, probably the best way is so I have a blog that I blog at every once in a while. It's Y-A-N-I-K silver.com and then evolvedenterprise.com uh, is where where the book is available.
1: Awesome. Awesome. All right, Yannick, well thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Lots of valuable insights and um you know, if you ever need anything, you know where to reach me. All right, thanks Adam. You got it.